It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, every day, every day. It is the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 258. I am your host, Chris Russell. Make sure you follow me on Twitter individually at uh, RussellMania621. But just as important, if not more important, please follow the podcast. All sorts of Redskins stories, links, coverage, everything Redskins, and a little sprinkle of the NFL at Locked Redskins. At Locked Redskins uh, is how you do that. Uh, and as well, also make sure you follow at Locked On NFL Net at Locked On NFL Net for full NFL coverage from all of our local podcast hosts and experts. Uh, coming up in the next few episodes, we're going to start sprinkling in an extensive Giants preview that I did with uh, the host of the Locked On Giants podcast, my pal Patricia Trana. Uh, you'll hear me on her podcast. She uh, and I collaborated on uh, a long, long, long Skype session uh, of about two hours uh, to kind of preview each team in depth and in detail the way radio, uh, quite honestly, or TV doesn't allow you to do uh, with detailed, longer answers. So we're going to sprinkle that in here over the next few episodes uh, as we kind of draw closer and closer to training camp. And I hope to be able to do that with the other two NFC East teams at the very minimum, and then we'll see if we can work on some of the other opponents that the Redskins uh, will be facing at least early on in the season before things radically change. All right, so let's get to this. Let's finish up with the Josh Norman stuff. I know I've spent a lot of time on this, but listen, the guy's a polarizing dude. Uh, The guy is... A very highly paid player, a very large percentage of the salary cap. His production is 
as we know, nowhere near where it needs to be to completely justify what the Redskins pay him under their cap, yet they haven't cut him. Uh, We have several coaches that want to cut him and wanted to move on. We have Josh Norman, who is feisty as ever, who's mad at the media, who is mad at the head coach, who doesn't, from what I understand, really want to be here, but then tries to put a good spin on things and says everything's great or everything's as good as it's going to be. So he skipped the non-mandatory portion of the off-season program. He chided reporters in a group session at Redskins Park and then, you know, chose to talk about all of the fun that he's had this off-season and all of the charitable stuff that he's done. He's a very, very, very complex athlete. One of the most complex athletes I've ever covered and been around. And I don't know him as well as others do uh, because I haven't been there every day like I used to be for a six-year period. But I know him well enough, and I know his personality enough, and I know what makes him tick. And he is a really, really complex character. He's not a bad guy by any means. Not a bad player by any means. Not a great player, in my opinion. I think he thinks much higher of himself than I think certainly I do. Certainly the metrics do. I think certainly then members of the coaching staff do. And I think a lot of people in the NFL do. But that's him. Very complex individual is the best way I could put it. All right, so we left you with his dissatisfaction from Ben Standig's interview with him in The Athletic, uh, and he said basically, look, he at the end of the year, he was so frustrated, he kind of joked that he may not be back. He was just disappointed with how things ended. He said they didn't even have, meaning the secondary, an exit meeting with now the former defensive backs coach um, who was here for two years, And now they have a new defensive backs coach in Ray Horton. I I think the communication will certainly be different. I think that was something that was definitely missing. For whatever reason, the Redskins have really struggled uh, to find the right mix at that particular position, the defensive backs coach. Um. And maybe it's I, – I don't know why. I don't – honestly, I don't know why. I mean, you had the whole DJ Swearinger situation, but you had a lot of miscommunication there last year. Then you have Norman and his whole situation and what he said and then what he said in this column with Ben about the exit meetings, not having one. And I just keep wondering, you know what? Four years ago, the Redskins had an opportunity to keep Perry uh, – to keep Aubrey Pleasant. And they chose not to keep him. They didn't want to pay him. They didn't think he was worth whatever he was asking for and whatever he was being offered by Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams. And they have a right to do whatever they want to do. They do. But I can't help but think a player who was really, really good, I mean a coach, a young coach, who was really good at that communication stuff and having a good vibe with a lot of the players 
he was let go, and then they bring in, or they have, Perry Fuel, and he doesn't work out, and he ultimately gets fired. And then they bring in another coach who hasn't coached in the NFL in the secondary with some very complex personalities in Josh Norman and DJ Swearinger. And it's a disaster. And so he gets fired at the end of this year. Make no mistake about it. He left for Florida, but he got fired or he wasn't coming back. That's why he was allowed to leave for Florida. And Jay Gruden said over and over and over again, every chance he got this offseason, that they were looking for more experience on the coaching staff. Well, I get that. Experience is a good thing. I think it allows you to process things differently. I think it allows you to see things a lot differently. And you're prepared to deal with more things than younger coaches have. So they bring in Ray Horton. They bring in Rob Ryan. Again, certainly hoping to improve the communication, certainly hoping to improve the chemistry. But it's going to, a lot of times, be on Josh Norman and Landon Collins now. Certainly Landon Collins, not as explosive of a firecracker as DJ Swearinger. And the weird part is, Norman and Swearinger didn't see eye to eye. They didn't like each other. Some of that's on Norman, though. So he's got to make sure that he fits in well with Landon Collins and a guy like Dominique Rogers Cromartie because guess what? Landon Collins isn't going anywhere. Swearinger, they got rid of him for more reasons than, you know, not seeing eye to eye with Norman, obviously. I'm not not suggesting that was the reason. But Landon Collins is the guy that's staying. DRC obviously could be here, could not be here, but it helps him that he's aligned with Landon Collins already and that he's versatile. The guy that is the complete unknown, quite honestly, with Ray Horton and with the chemistry on the back end with Landon Collins and to a lesser degree DRC and Monte Nicholson and Quentin Dunbar and all those guys is Josh Norman. So Standig asked him in The Athletic um, more about the football team. He said he wanted to know more about the young corners on the team, about Jimmy Moreland, the seventh-round pick from James Madison. Now, this is the stuff that I like, you know, less drama, more football. He said Jimmy Moreland is really good, really good. He's going to make a big impact, I think, for us. Um, you know, he talks about him being all always around the ball. He says he's... Looking forward to watching him. I mean, I hope Jimmy Moreland can help Josh Norman. I'm teasing. Uh, But Jimmy Moreland is known for his ability to generate and create turnovers. Josh Norman, who said in part one of Ben Standig's interview with him that he's created all the turnovers he's been asked to get. Well, okay, he created six turnovers last year, which is fine. It's fine. Again, he got beat eight times for touchdowns, according to Pro Football Focus. But in 2017, he had no interceptions and only two forced fumbles. So did he only did he only get asked to create two turnovers in 2017? I don't know. I'm just using his words. Uh, but anyway, 
Um, when Standig asked him about Odell Beckham Jr. not being in the NFC East anymore, and I do think Norman, clearly, from their rivalry before he even came to Washington, got up for OBJ. There is no doubt about that. And Odell had some success against him, but Josh more than held his own. That was a matchup that Josh took a lot of pride in and was really good at, for the most part. Uh, he said, who is the uh, receiver we're going to talk about you facing all this offseason, all this season. He says, I don't know, Des Bryant, Odell. I was just here to take them out, and we literally took them out in three years. <laughs> and he said, uh, Standing said, how about Amari Cooper? That's not the same thing. He says, come on, man. Guys that you play, you know what it is. You don't get caught up in all the hoopla. You know when you see them, they know when they see you. Uh, here's what I know. Amari Cooper had a couple of huge third down catches against Josh Norman early in that Dallas Thanksgiving game that led to a touchdown. I need I need better. I need better, quite honestly. I need better. Um, so then Standig kind of talks about a lot of other stuff, Batman, um, what Josh Norman sees himself as. And this is kind of the problem, and I wanted to wrap it up in this regard with this. Uh, listen, I'm a little old school. I, I don't care about movies and, and what these guys want to do social media-wise, on the you know, how they view themselves as, you know, they view themselves as individual business, businesses and entertainers. and all. I don't care. It, like, you do whatever you want to do. You do whatever it is that you do that it's legal. Um, you like whatever you like, that's great. We all have interests outside of whatever we do, right? I'm a radio guy. I have interests outside of radio and media and football. But I don't care about any of it. Like, I don't care about Josh Norman flying all around and doing all sorts of crazy events. I don't care. Nice story. It's a fun story if you need filler content. All I care about is what impact he has on the Washington Redskins. So me, I don't care. A lot of people love that stuff. I don't care. But the interview wraps up back to football. And I just wanted to pick through a couple more things here real quick because I'm spending too much time on this. But it's such a polarizing figure. I don't know what else to do. Um, so Norman was rated by Pro Football Focus as the 49th best corner in 2018. And Standig asked him about that. He says, quote, the numbers, nothing worked for me, according to them, from when they started it. I don't get any verification from you to get my numbers. I don't know what that means. You were around when I got my numbers. You're not going to verify me when I get my next numbers. I, don't, I still don't know what that means. People get caught up in that crap. What you have to realize and understand is that when what you do on the field has no numbers, it's only you and that guy in front of you. Guess what? If you can't beat him, then you're not going to be here no matter how many numbers you have on there and whatever the stats say you are. If I can't beat that guy across from me, if he beats me more times than I beat him, I'm not going to have a job. Me personally, I don't care. Uh, he was also asked about not having been – you know, to a, a Pro Bowl here, but 
being in a Pro Bowl player in the past, Super Bowl, uh, all that stuff, does he feel like he's underappreciated, which I don't know how he could feel that he's underappreciated, but maybe. He says, I know I'm not, but to the outside eye, yeah, I'm sure. It's almost like I'm forgotten. When you bring me up, it's a hot take. With a hot take, you can get so many different variations of who I am. I'm always the hating it's always the hating ones that come out. Oh, yeah, he doesn't have this. He don't have that. His PFF number. Like, who the heck is pro football focus? When have they become part of the team where they know the coverages are in the meetings? And that is true. They don't obviously have privy and access to exact assignments and what these players are asked to do on every single play and every single sequence and every single situation. And that's why you do have to take pro football focus as much as I use them with a grain of salt. And I've always said that. I've always said that. Again, it is a quantifiable analysis. It is a quantifiable statistical and analytical service. There is no statistic. There is no number. There is no analytic. There is no evaluation that is going to be 100% accurate and correct. None. And that includes pro football focus. That includes me. That includes Jay Gruden. That includes Josh Norman of himself. That includes... Ray Horton, the new defensive backs coach, there is no service, no coach, no individual, no anybody that is going to be 100% real, authentic, accurate, no matter how much they know. No matter how much they know. Pro football focus, obviously, is not in the meetings. They are not in the playbook. They are grading based on what they see on tape. Now, I do understand that they have a lot of different people grading their film, the film, um, a lot of different coaches that they cross-check with and all that stuff. Listen, I think people go crazy with it, and sometimes I read too much into it, but it gives you an indication. It gives you a barometer. It gives you an idea of what a player is doing or not doing. It is not gospel. It is not the end-all, be-all. And I think sometimes people go crazy about that because they just automatically dismiss it because they're not in meetings and they're not in the playbook. But they say the eye in the sky, the film don't lie. So it doesn't matter what you were supposed to do or what was supposed to happen. What matters is you doing or not doing enough or your job or what it looks like you're supposed to do on tape in a football game. That's where we're at. So I don't know why everybody gets so mad at pro football focus and just kind of quickly dismisses what they do. Josh Norman would not be dismissing them if he was a top five corner. I can guarantee you that. I can guarantee you that. Nobody should ever think that pro football focus is 100% right on any of their grading. 
Again, they do not know the playbook. They are not in meetings. They do not know the coverages. They are using all of their vast experience, cross-checking and expert analysis, and that's it. It's a service. But I would just quickly end it like this. If pro football focus was not competent, was not close, was not good, was not in the ballpark in terms of evaluations, do you really think the NFL and the mass amount of teams and NBC and Chris Collinsworth and everyone that uses pro football focus, Peter King, do you really think that... Do you really think that they would just take a system that was phony baloney and had no impact and was not real and was not right and was not correct more often than not and was not at least close? Do you really think that they would employ those people and use their evaluations? Do you really think that? Because I don't. Josh Norman's not the only one that thinks pro football focus and their grading system stinks. There are a lot of guys in the local Redskins media, guys that I've worked with and respect and like. And I'm not, again, saying that all of their grades are 100% accurate. Uh, Again, we've disputed their evaluation on Zach Brown, for instance. I, I think they're completely wrong. That's okay. I take their information, I use it, I process it, I use it as part of what I see and part of what I feel. I point it out and say, this is what they're saying, this is what I feel, this is what I think I see. And then I try and talk to players, coaches, and sources in addition to that. That's it. It's a collaborative evaluation. It's not just one person and one thing It's a collaborative evaluation. So just in wrapping this up, because we've gone on way too long here, for Josh Norman to just automatically dismiss that pro football focus had him as the 49th best corner, uh, eight touchdowns, all the different metrics that we've used, and just to dismiss them as completely uneducated, completely irrelevant because they don't know the coverages. They're not in meetings. I'm sorry, I just don't buy. I mean, he's got some validity to that point, he's right. They're not. But they didn't just make up these numbers out of the clear blue. That's not correct. I think that's the most important part of the Ben Standig athletic interview that we hadn't covered yet with Josh Norman. Fascinating interview. Um, And again, we've gone on way too long about it. Uh, But we'll come back here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 258, with a couple of quick hits, and then we'll get on out of here. Thanks for being with us. This is David Harrison of the Locked on Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
All right, back here on episode number 258. One thing I wanted to bring up that I've had in my file, and I don't get to a lot of things. <laughs> things just pile up, and uh, they just I find them in my bag, and then I'm like, oh, I never talked about that. Uh, John Keim and all of the ESPN NFL reporters um, wrote up a basically a brief synopsis rating the offseason uh, for all 32 teams and why the Browns are on top in terms of the offseason, which, again, I completely disagree with. But basically what they did was they broke it down into categories of elite, above average, average, or too soon to tell. Elite was the Cleveland Browns. That was the only elite category. Above average, Teams like the Buffalo Bills, the Detroit Lions, the Indianapolis Colts, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who landed Nick Foles, which ironically helps the Washington Redskins, the Miami Dolphins, the New Orleans Saints, the Jets, the Eagles, the Steelers. That's all above average. Average, the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, the Dallas Cowboys are in that mix. And then other teams like the Rams and the Patriots, the two Super Bowl teams, Too soon to tell is the Redskins. That's the division or grouping that the Redskins are in. Led by Arizona, Green Bay, and for obvious reasons, new quarterbacks, new head coaches, new situations, uh, different changeover. But there's other teams that are more established, such as the Houston Texans, the Atlanta Falcons, the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, all of that involved in the too soon to tell category the Minnesota Vikings, the Seattle Seahawks. But the Redskins are in the too-soon-to-tell category, and again, for good reason. Uh, The big question that still needs to be answered, says Kime, is will the offensive line remain healthy? The Redskins line, until two years ago, was a stable group. It's been decimated the past two seasons. It's impacted the offense. They want to run the ball and play strong defense. An unhealthy or ineffective line will force them into an offensive style that they're ill-equipped to play. They don't want the pass, pocket-passing Haskins playing behind a group that can't protect him. And, of course, the offseason goal was to find a quarterback because of the Alex Smith situation uh, and the long-term effects of that, which everybody believes that they did at number 15 overall with Dwayne Haskins. So, again, the Redskins in the too-soon-to-tell category, according to ESPN and uh, my buddy John Kime. All right, take a quick break. We'll come back, say goodbye next on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 258. Thanks for being with us. This is David Harrison of the Locked on Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, it is the Locked on Redskins podcast, and we are out of time. Again, we'll put the Josh Norman stuff to bed for a couple of weeks now. 
uh, as the Redskins are on their summer vacation and get ready for July 25th and Redskins training camp. Coming up on the next episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast, that'll be episode number 259. We'll get into this NFL fan survey that was done based on a couple of analytics and some fantasy news and nuggets. We'll start working that in, start looking ahead to the college draft already next year, uh, and some other stuff that I have piled up here in the never-ending list. Thanks for being with us. Have a great rest of your day. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.